Hi, and welcome to this week's LGBT Wellness Podcast. Each week, LGBT HealthLink, a program of Centerlink, brings you a roundup of some of the biggest LGBTQ wellness stories from the past week. Get ready to listen and learn lots. Hi, this is Corey kicking off another edition of our LGBT Wellness Roundup. As always, if any of the stories that I'm about to discuss are of interest and you'd like to read more, just head over to blog.lgbthealthlink.org where we have the links to the full stories. Anyway, our first story of the week, CDC marks World AIDS Day. The CDC recognized December 1st as World AIDS Day by highlighting actions being taken by the U.S. at home and abroad to help end the HIV epidemic. Uh, In addition to discussing the Ending the HIV Epidemic Plan, which aims to reduce HIV rates in the United States below an epidemic level within 10 years, they also discussed PEPFAR's work to support HIV efforts around the world. And continuing with that same theme, we have our next story, Spotlight on Empowerment. UNAIDS celebrated World AIDS Day with the publication of a new report called Power to the People. Uh, This is a really interesting report that explores how individuals can play a critical role in addressing the HIV epidemic all around the world. It talks about how programs that empower people, um, like giving access to PrEP so that they have more autonomy over their their sexual lives, um, addressing stigma um, of various types, uh, as well as addressing gender inequity so that uh, women and gender minorities in particular are more empowered, um, that all of those types of programs are really important in addressing HIV. In other words, we can't address HIV uh, in a vacuum without also looking at all of the uh, the social issues that play into that and, and make certain people um, more vulnerable um, and have less options. Next up, identities and disparities among queer women. Researchers led by Robin Lewis found that women who identify as mostly lesbian versus exclusively lesbian or bisexual reported higher levels of hazardous drinking and had more identity uncertainty. Mostly lesbian and bisexual women also had several health disparities compared to exclusively lesbian women, including with respect to both mental and physical health. We often conflate uh, all sorts of identities uh, in research, including when we, when we conduct research and sometimes when we report on it for the sake of simplicity. Um, but this study was really important in showing that, you know, exactly how people identify um, can really make a difference versus, you know, just talking about all queer women um, as one uh, group or even, you know, lesbian women and bisexual women. There are so many levels to how people identify um, and, you know, also how they behave and who they're attracted to. And those things can make a real difference in terms of health outcomes. In our next story, a tweet inspires transaction. Mashable reported on an Ohio nonprofit that helps trans youth access clothing that corresponds with their gender identity. The founders say that it was all inspired by a tweet they saw about how instead of gender reveal parties, people should have uh, parties to help transgender individuals. And um, that tweet went viral and they saw it and, uh, you know, had the idea to start this um, organization. Uh, They say that their goal is to help youth um, and families who sometimes um, are supportive of the youth and want to help them um, in their gender transition, but may not have the resources to go out and buy an entire new wardrobe. Next up, 
how one counseling center made a difference. University Herald reported on a new study led by David Byers examining an outlier in LGBT mental health care. Um, as folks probably know, for much of history, um, the mental health profession, you know, treated LGBT folks um, as being uh, abnormal um, or, you know, just weren't uh, understood, weren't given much support. And that's been changing, thankfully, in more recent years. Um, but this was about a, a center in Philadelphia um, that had been providing affirming care since back in the 1970s and 80s um, and really ended up becoming a model for other centers, according to the study. Um, interestingly, the researchers say that since the people providing care didn't really have much of a model um, elsewhere for providing affirming care, they didn't have um, affirming guidelines from professional associations, they didn't have a lot of research uh, to kind of back up what they were doing. So they said instead they relied on um, something called clinical activism, basically looking at their own ethics and experiences and the experiences of those around them to inform how care could be conducted. Finally, same-sex marriage challenges remain. The Center for American Progress analyzed some of the remaining inequities that face same-sex couples with respect to marriage, and uh, specifically looking at those that might complicate their rights um, and their role in child-rearing. Um, for example, different sex spouses have traditionally had a presumption legally um, that if they're married and they have a child between them, that they're both the parents of the children. Um, but this rule hasn't applied to same-sex spouses uh, who cannot gestate. So a lot of same-sex couples not getting that same assumption, even though they you know, had the child together while they were married. Um, this has been particularly problematic for children born to same-sex parents who are living outside of the U.S. Uh, the parents may be U.S. citizens themselves, but then being able to get U.S. citizenship for their children when those children aren't automatically recognized as being the parent of uh, the child of both parents, um, that's proved complicated for people, which is really concerning. So um, definitely something, I think, an issue that a lot of us thought we could kind of put behind us and move on to other things. Um, and while there are a lot of other pressing issues to work on, still definitely improvement to be made in policy and law um, around marriage and, and partnership in general and, and parentage. Well, that concludes another week of our LGBT Wellness Roundup. If you're interested in reading more about anything that we've just discussed, head over to blog.lgbthealthlink.org, where you can find a written version of the Roundup with links to all of the stories. And as always, I hope that you will uh, subscribe to the podcast if you're not already, and tune in next week for our next edition. Thanks! <laughs>